Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is chapter three of What Alice Found. I almost forgot the name of the arc. Oh yeah, it's a heart uh, attack every time. <laughs> we, I don't know why, it's, it's not the hard one to remember. And we're now pretty sure we're in a Truman Show situation, right? Are we all on board with that idea at home? I think that's pretty fair. But maybe not. Maybe we were just being punked last episode and we happened to have a little flashing red camera for, for fun in our bedroom. You never know. Every episode we have guests on to play through an escape room that Danny has just created out of nothing in her mind. It exists only as this PDF. But also, you can play these rooms yourself at home. If you want to download all of Danny's notes, they are all linked in the show notes uh, of this episode. And you can play this game with friends. Uh, don't play it if you've listened to the episode because... You'll do very, very well. And we don't want that. Yeah, we want you to fail. Uh, <laughs> every episode we have new guests on to play. And this episode, we have Texas and Travis DeVries. Welcome. Hello. Hey. <laughs> you guys uh, are podcasters. You do a show together called Bro Originals. Um, I know, uh, Travis, you also have another show called uh, Fear of a Black Country. I almost called it the wrong name. No, you did call I it didn't. the wrong name. Which is <laughs> I funny. did. Uh, it's Fear of a I Black Planet. Um, Planet! I was trying so hard not to say Warriors of New Dreaming, but instead... <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> names in that show, and it is, I, it's confusing, for me even. Do you, do you guys want to give a rundown of the, of the stuff you do the and best, what those shows are? The best part is, the way he said that, he can't edit out that mistake. I can edit out anything. <laughs> um, I know, uh, Travis, you also have another show called uh, Fear of a Black... Planet! Because um, I have my... <laughs> So uh, go on, Bro Originals is like our first show uh, that we started together and it's uh, very much like a Aboriginal comedy piece, partly inspired by My Brother, My Brother and Me, um, but very Aboriginal and talking about uh, some stuff that happens specifically in this country. And within that show, there's uh, a bunch of different segments. Um, like we used to do a, a segment called Bourbon Legends where uh, Tex would do basically Australian drunk history um, at me. <laughs> with, uh, held me. At you, not with you. <laughs> no, just screaming at him. This held is me hostage. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Fear of a Black Planet is my fictional audio improvised comedy piece. Um, improvised? Where what? I um, have been I kidnapped by a paramilitary Aboriginal organisation called Warriors of New Dreaming who are planning on... Uh, taking back Australia to be under Aboriginal uh, control um, by force if necessary. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh, look, they, they, I mean, these, these are both really fun shows and I've got, there's links to all those in the notes as well. You should go check them out and subscribe and then, I don't know, whatever else you do with the podcast. I think that's it. You subscribe. <laughs> so every time we have uh, guests on the show, we have the same two questions that we ask. So this is an escape room show. Uh, what are your guys' escape room experience? Oh, well, that's that's a good one for me to answer because it's it's practically none. I mean, Travis did lock me in several rooms <laughs> as a child, but that's about it. I always got out, but um, <laughs> that, that's probably my full experience with escape rooms. I mean, he's invited me several times, but it's an eight-hour drive, so... <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I have played two escape rooms and um i've failed at both um oh, no. both in sydney um both multiple room 
and I failed at both because of a like technical issue with the room at some oh, point no. and like racking up an extra 10 minutes. That is rough. So yeah, particularly disappointing. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, hopefully this will be a better experience and we don't have anything that can break. So it's perfect. You, you can't possibly. Skype with Stan. You'll have, you'll have no excuses if you fail this room, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, great. So uh, the, only, the, the other aspect of the show is that it is escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role-playing feeling. So what are your guys' tabletop role-playing experience? <laughs> also, not a lot. I mean, <laughs> we did attempt a podcast that was sort of... Um, an adventure, a D&D type adventure, but we didn't get too Ooh. far. We did about, we recorded about five episodes. I had fun with there. I've also read a lot of Forgotten Realms books that just set <laughs> in that place. So, you know, I've read a lot about Faeron, if that works. <laughs> well, give it, of the, of the two aspects of D&D, one being like the law and the rules and the other being just kind of the general vibe, the law and the rules are going to be the least helpful for you when doing an escape room. Uh, <laughs> but we can all talk about Drizzed afterwards, so it'll all be good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I've played a what bunch of D&D and tabletop uh, role-playing games um, and actually tried to build my own tabletop role-playing game using um, ah. Aboriginal magic systems uh, and I'm still Ooh, working on it. It's just been, a, it's been like three years in the making, which is what that was the podcast that we were actually playing. Uh, oh, oh, I wonderful. see. Uh, and we will revisit that at some point in the future when, uh, when I have infinitely yeah. more time. Yeah, man. System creation is very much beyond me. That's a lot of work and a lot of understanding of finicky details that I get to gloss over when I do my stuff. <laughs> That's true. Wonderful. Well, look, we should be able to get right into it, I think. I think if you guys are ready. Yeah, we're we can... down to clown. Ooh. whisk you away to a world of imagination. I have one question before we start. What like what are the stakes? Oh, yes. Um if we if we die in the podcast, do we die in real life? No, no, that'd be crazy. If you die in the podcast, you just can never podcast again. Oh no, this is this is You've high got stakes. one real life and one podcast life. So I hope you don't waste it here. All right, Danny, would you like to get us started? Would I? <laughs> yes. All right. Make sure I say everything very clearly. Don't don't kill them. Oh boy. There it is again. That flashing red light. You remember now. The night that you did your escape room, that you, you saw the same thing. Now, on the evening before your wedding, as you get changed for dinner with your fiancé's parents, you see it once more. There, hidden inside one of the curtain loops on your window, there's a teeny tiny black camera. You rip it from its hiding place and storm downstairs, blood pumping. You thought when you were at the bakery earlier that you were being pranked. Now it's clear it goes way further than that. Look at this. You throw the camera on the kitchen table. Blake looks up from their phone, startled by your vehemence. What? Uh, oh, you're not changed yet. You'd better hurry up. My parents will be here any minute. That can wait. Look, I found this upstairs. It's a camera. Blake says nothing for a moment. They drop their phone, put both hands on the table, and bend down, eyeing the device up close. Don't be silly. This isn't a camera. It's... it's nothing. A connector for the sound system. We've got them through the whole house. You feel a twinge of frustration. No, it's a camera. I've seen these before, and believe me, it wasn't connected to anything. 
It's perfectly standard these days for sound system pieces to hang over the windows. What? You give Blake a funny look. If we've got them throughout the house, how did you know where I found this one? And Blake blinks. Be because... They're interrupted by a buzz on their phone. Oops, must be my parents. Go on, get yourself ready. We want this to go perfectly. You know how hysterical my parents can be when anything goes wrong. Go! Huh, that was odd, but Blake isn't wrong. Your future in-laws have a flair for the dramatic. In fact, they border on being caricatures of imposing impossible-to-impress parents. Maybe this camera business can wait. This isn't really the best time, what with the wedding in less than 24 hours. Wait! Oh, silly me, this isn't part of the sound system at all. It is a camera from the new security system I put in place last week. That's how I knew where it was. Uh, that was even more odd. You frown and you study Blake's face. And you have a very uncomfortable realisation. Your fiancé is lying to you. To the best of your knowledge, this has never happened before, and it makes your inside squirm. Not now. You can't be having a minor relationship crisis the day before getting married. You need to talk about this. But right as you open your mouth to speak, the doorbell rings and Blake sprints off to answer it. And you just feel an internal snap inside. No, you don't think you can deal with this right now. Not with parents-in-law. No, nothing like that. You need some time. Some, some air. Something isn't right and you do not feel at ease. Not even in your own home. So without thinking, you call out, I'll go and uh, get changed. But instead of heading back upstairs, you move for the door to the garage. Just a quick drive. They'll never even know you were gone. You enter the dim garage and close the door behind you. In the distance, you hear the family calling your name. They're already looking for you. Uh, you'd better get out fast and quietly. The last thing you want is for them to hear you, find you, and then insist on joining you for a nice family drive. <sighs> the door doesn't lock, so you'll have to rely on your sneakiness to keep them elsewhere. While the lights in here are dim, you know the layout of your own garage. You're in the northwest corner. If you take a few steps down, you'll run into the car. The garage door takes up the whole south wall. Attached to the west wall are two racks with kayaks on them, one above the other. In the northeast section of the garage is a workbench with tools hanging from the wall. Stacked in the southeast are boxes of both yours and Blake's old belongings that you never unpacked when you moved here. And somewhere in the middle, there are also big boxes of holiday decorations. What time of year is it? That's a good question. It's oh, Christmas. No. Is it? I don't know. It's not Christmas. <laughs> uh, it is. You're about to get married. Assume the most typical wedding in existence. Damn, it probably is around Christmas, It's Christmas! It? <laughs> All right, we're going to take these holiday decorations out for a spin later. <laughs> you know that somewhere on the north wall is a recently installed control box for your new sound system. Most importantly, you're quite sure that in here there are no hidden cameras. This feels weird, sneaking out of your own house, but you know what? You're in a very weird place right now, so it's going to happen. Do you want to go first, Tex? I mean, I suppose that I'm going to try and get to the car first, right? <laughs> it's only a few steps. I'm going to head to the car. 
attempt to open the driver's side door, which, you know. You head towards the driver's side door and you admire the car as you do. It's a cobalt blue long continental, a classic model. Blake's parents bought it for you as an engagement present, complete with a temporary novelty license plate. It's got the usual motto at the bottom, the hidden gem state. But the registration itself simply reads, engagement. Okay. The car is locked, of course. Uh, Of course. Um, You hit yourself in the forehead. The car keys. They're in the hallway inside. You were so distracted on your way here, you didn't even think to grab them. Oh, that's going to be a problem. Uh, I go back out to the hallway and get the keys. (laughs) All right, so you head back to the door that goes back into the house. This has no lock on it. And as soon as you get close enough to it, you hear the voices of Blake's parents not too far away inside. Your sitting room is quite close to the garage. If you go back out there... Even if you're only running a few feet back into the hallway to get keys, they will hear you. They will see you. Okay. And then you'll have to talk to them. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can, can I go and walk over to the tool bench um, and have a look at what's there? Neither you nor Blake is astonishingly handy, so you've just got the basics hanging up above the workbench. You know, hammers, spanners, screwdrivers, mini drill, all that sort of stuff. As for the workbench itself, it's nothing special except that it's got a series of three light bulbs built into the top. Sort of like a bathroom mirror might have. Okay. Sitting here, there is a stack of paint tins that you never found a better place for. And uh, there's something else. There's some thick paper and you squint. Those blueprints? You have no idea what blueprints would be doing here. Can we look at the blueprint? Pr- blueprints? <laughs> Using our blueprint knowledge? <laughs> yeah, so you assume they're blueprints for your house because well, you can't imagine what other blueprints you might even own. But while for everything else in here the lighting is adequate, the super thin pale lines and text on blueprints are impossible to read in the dim light of the garage. And that's why you have these extra lights installed at the top of the workbench. Can we flick them on? Is there a switch? You don't spend that much time at the workbench, so you have to fumble a little bit to find the switch. When you do, you find that it's attached to some sort of mini self-contained circuit breaker, one that's just for these lights. You flick the switch into the on position and you flinch. These lights, all three light bulbs, they blast rays at you. They're sun bright. And accompanying the brightness is a really loud buzzing noise. Something's wrong with the voltage, the ampage, whatever. They sound like they're going to explode. So you quickly turn them off again. You can't possibly leave them on when they're in this condition. For one thing, you will definitely be heard. And for another, you might get showered with glass when they blow up. Okay, I'm I'm very tempted to like pick up a tool and go um, <laughs> turn this into a horror movie, uh, but <laughs> okay, I guess I t- we turn it off. Um, Tex, do you wanna do you wanna look at some stuff? Yeah, well, I'm not gonna. U- I want to use the tools to attempt to get into the car, but that, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off for a minute. I'm thinking about that, but I'm not doing it yet. <laughs> this is a very classic expensive car. <laughs> it's a continental. It's, it's a not a. It's a continental. <laughs> it's not a breakfast. It's <laughs> a continental would be a real make of car. <laughs> Model? 
model of car. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> even start with me. All, all, our, no all the car listeners are like, what? <laughs> what did they say? <laughs> How dare. Right, I'm going to take a little stroll, careful stroll, because mm-hmm. it's dim light, over to these boxes of ours and Blake's stuff to just, I'm going to have a look through them. Uh, I want to see if like maybe there's like, our. it's our stuff, it's our car. Maybe we have like our spare set of keys in there. Let's have a little That glance. makes sense. All right. Do you want to look at yours or Blake's old stuff first? Oh, is this is it a shared car, or is it? <laughs> or is this my it's car? Only one. You know what? It is. It's meant to be a shared car, but it was Blake's parents. Right. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to look through Blake's stuff first. <laughs> All right. So Blake's box is not quite as big as yours. It's solidly built. It's dark grey. It's got a little image of a clock painted on top of it. Wherever the hands are pointing, unimportant, but it's a little clock. It is locked with a simple three-digit combination lock. So if there's keys inside, you are unable to acquire them yet. Damn it. (laughs) Shall we move to our box? Yes, that would be our next logical step. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, all right. You shove Blake's aside and you go to your box. That's weird. Yours is also locked with two locks, (laughs) one on top of the other. The top one is a four-letter combination lock. The second one is a three-letter. And you definitely didn't put those there. Then what's this? There's a piece of paper sticking just out from under the lid. You tug it out and you see that it's in Blake's handwriting. It says, parents bought us some new locks. Just a bit of extra security for our precious items. Don't worry, the passwords aren't hidden. (laughs) Oh great! Okay. Thanks. Um, can can I just just can I check under the left mud flap of the car that there's not some keys hanging there on the passenger side front door underneath oh, the? Oh man, wheel. is that a thing that people like, do? Everyone listening knows where to now find Travis's spare keys yeah. <laughs> hanging up in the wheel. Yeah. Uh, no, you stick your hand up near the mud flap and you find mud. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how, that, that makes sense, right? Cars? Cars? It's got the word mud. It's got to be right. <laughs> it, it flaps a little bit. <laughs> you, you find mud that flaps. All right. That was, that was, a, that was a chub check, just to make sure. <laughs> Absolutely. See if there wasn't That's like fair. a secret hidden way to get in the car. Uh, all right. If you know how to hotwire a car, I'm screwed, by the way. <laughs> Well, I, I I don't I don't know what the character's like full backstory is. We won't be able to hotwire everything. <laughs> Can we move to the holiday decorations? You've got Halloween decorations in one box, Christmas decorations in another. Ugh. There's one box that's entirely full of grainy white powder, which is the base for fake snow. The one time you tried to use this stuff, it did not go well. The whole thing just kind of expanded until it engulfed your entire tree and you had to throw the whole thing out. It was only afterwards that you actually read the instructions properly, not just skimming over the first line of them. And the instructions read, Artificial snow. Mix with equal parts water, binder, and solvent to form. Warning. If mixed with excess solutions, texture may be altered. Excess binder may create sticky residue. Excess water may induce thick foaming effect, and excess solvent may dissolve mixture. Increase solvent amount to remove. So there's fake snow powder and the solutions to mix them? Like how much? There are not the solutions to mix them. You've just got a box of powder. Okay. Okay. 
I don't know what to do with that. Um, and therein <laughs> lies the puzzle. Tex, you want to you want to jump in and look at anything else before we start to try and put some stuff together? Um, yeah, I, I just before we do try and putting stuff together, is there anything cool in this Halloween box? Like, can I, you know, a cool mask or something to chuck on, just just in case. Like, you never know when it'll Abs- come in handy. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember what you dressed as last year? The guy from Jigsaw. Jigsaw, I believe. <laughs> what? Do you mean the puppet face? <laughs> I'm Jigsaw. Yes, the puppet face. <laughs> or just um, the actor Tobin something's face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, not not the character, the guy from Jigsaw. An amalgamation of both. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you'd stop looking at the mask for too long, you become Tobin. Well, I thought that that was a thing. There were so many people who dressed up as Jigsaw that you decided to take it one step further to find out who the real fans were. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, cool. cool. That's good. That's I just I have to know that you know if someone comes in, I can be like, oh no, I was looking for this really cool Jigsaw Tobin mask. That's why this I'm was here. all a prank, right? <laughs> <laughs> Scaring the elderly. <laughs> uh, can we go and check out the kayaks? So these kayaks, they're on racks, one over the other. You don't get to use them much, but at least they're a very good wall decoration. Yours is on top, emblazoned with its name, Tenacity 2. All the race-winning boats have a 2 at the end. Uh, The letters and numbers are all spaced out evenly, so it takes up the entire side of the kayak. Is 2 a number or uh, spelled out? 2 is a number, yes. Okay. And the bottom kayak? So Blake's is similarly designed, only their kayak's name is a bit longer. Uh, it says, what life heretofore? Oh, <laughs> wow. You, you want to spell, you, you can type that out if you want. What life heretofore? You think oh, it's a wow. quote from something. Blake's explained yeah. it before, but you never remember. Why are we marrying him? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, Okay. <laughs> What life here to for? <laughs> Row upon the lake. I think of there's life. only one thing we haven't looked at in the room. Mm, the sound system is that? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> so basically, it's the house Bluetooth sound system. It connects all the devices and all of the rooms, so you can play music from anything to anywhere. Basically. Um, is there anything special about the buttons, or is it playing music now? Uh, it is not. It is currently turned off, but you're welcome to turn it on. I turn it on. All right. A little message pops up on the screen. So for people at home, you can see uh, the message if you click on the links below. But uh, Texas, do you want to describe what you're looking at? I'm looking at a screen. Uh, it says select input device. Uh, and then underneath that, it has long consonantal car. And then below that, long consonantal phone. Below that, long consonantal radio. And then we have two different dials next to each other. They're both just pointing directly up at the moment. What a perfect Um, description. And input, and the eye on input is slanted to the right. And the eye on device is slanted to... The top left with the eye at the bottom. These uh, could be the, the dot clock. At the bottom. Mm. Uh, these could be the clock um, hands. And there's oh. the eye on the input is shorter, uh, and device is longer. Give yourself some slight leeway in the fact that I had to draw this. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I 
appreciate that. It's totally a rectangle, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's got, uh, yeah. It's got heart. <laughs> um, do the do the knobs on this down the bottom have uh, like is it volume and panning? It's not really clear. So they do the snappy thing, like see where all of those little uh, notches are around the outside. Uh, the dial will snap between those, so you can basically set it to one of those settings. But no, there are no numbers or anything to indicate what those settings actually mean. Probably in the manual, but you know who keeps the manual nowadays. <laughs> I'm sure it's in our stuff. In our boxes, our <laughs> your, your, stuff. your future father-in-law, you can hear him in the other room and like, oh, look at this manual. I'll just give this a read through and if anybody wants it, I'll have to talk to them. <laughs> I, I have all of my manuals underneath like underneath the uh, cutlery. Lucky the I checked the garage yesterday and stole this manual. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, should we turn these dials and see if any, like... Is this is, sorry? Is this a touch screen or? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can touch one of those options that it's telling you as well. Continental phone. Continental radio. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna hit radio mm -hmm. and see what happens. Uh, nothing happens at this stage, and it seems like it might be waiting for further input from you. <laughs> Okay, okay, can we turn the dials, and rather than going for the clock hand thing, can we turn the first dial uh, just one click to the right, and mm -hmm. the second dial three clicks to the right, so that they're to facing what, where yep. the eyes would be. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, when you do that, the screen changes, and unfortunately it says input device not found. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but well done. Cool. <laughs> Uh... <laughs> uh, so yeah, it just goes back to the select input stage. But when you try any of those, it says the same thing. It just says input not found. And you suppose that's true. You're not in the car. You don't have a radio. You don't have your phone. <laughs> you haven't sw switched anything's Bluetooth on. Okay. Is there anything else at the sound system control box? I think that is it. Okay. Can I open up the bonnet of the car and just, is there, can I have a look at the car? When you go to the front of it, uh, the only way that you know how to open the bonnet of this car is by pressing the little button on the inside that will flip it open. <laughs> so until you can get in the car, you can't really do that. So all you can do is stare at the front of it. And again, just as a reminder of what the front of that car says, you had that novelty uh, license plate. Do you remember that? Engagement. Uh, it says engagement. Hidden gem state. Yeah. <laughs> yep, the hidden gem state and engagement. Uh, one thing I forgot to ask about that engagement line, is that mm -hmm. just fully the word engagement or is it spelt in the cool sort of, you know, couple of letters missing here and there type way? No, no, Blake's play. parents don't believe in text speak. So <laughs> it's the full word. Right. Not going to fit on any locked boxes then, is it? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I, actually, the only thing we haven't looked at is the, like, roller door for the garage. You go take a look. The garage door, look, it's big. Most importantly, it's loud. The usual way to open it would be the automatic rolling way, but there's no way you could do that even if you had the key on you. They, you would absolutely get heard. You might be able to lift it slowly enough if you can find the regular key, 
but you don't even have a clue where that key is anymore because you just use the automatic one all the time, uh, if that key even still exists. But, you know, you really want to get out of here. Okay. Um... All right, so maybe we should... Um, can we go back to the kayaks and actually look inside mm. them? Yeah, you uh, you prove yourself up. You take a look. There's nothing inside yours, but inside Blake's kayak, you find your portable radio. Now, why <laughs> on earth would someone put that in there? Can we turn this radio on? <laughs> so this is not just your small-town crackling 80s radio. This is a high-tech thing. It's got a digital display, tells you what you're listening to. It's got a touchscreen. It's got Bluetooth capability. It's foolishly expensive for how little you use it. So you go to turn it on. You bought this thing because all the fancy settings seemed really cool, but you don't even know how much you've ever used it. You can't even remember how to turn it on. Oh, that's weird. Uh, You see on the back, it needs a key to turn it on, like a car. But hold on. You quickly rush back to the kayak and sure enough, slid under the seat, you find a tiny key. So you put the key in the radio hold and you fiddle around with the settings for a while. You try to figure it out until at last you find yourself on a screen asking if you wish to play music or connect to an exterior system. Oh, t- I really want to listen to some music, <laughs> <laughs> but we should probably try connecting to an exterior system. All right. You click that option. And it says uh, Bluetooth enabled. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, we go back to the... We run to the sound system. <laughs> we take <laughs> it as you can, as loud as possible. Uh, and we hit long consonantal radio. A new message shows up and it says select output. Garage, kitchen, dining room, bedroom, and you scroll and it keeps listing just a bunch of rooms in the house. Pick garage? Now, if you pick garage, the sound system will blast music in the garage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, shall we pick kitchen then? Or bed? What's, what's, what's furthest away from the garage? Probably the bedroom. Cl- and if you're lucky, that is where Blake's family thinks you are right now. So. Okay. Um, well, let's hit bedroom then. Um, and does that mean we get to pick a song? It absolutely does. Uh, text any requests. Um, open the door by the doors. Is that is that a song? <laughs> I mean, they're the doors. Surely it must be. Why else would they call themselves the doors? It is, but you have to sing it. Oh wait, why? Uh, yeah, just a whole bunch of door-related puns and songs. Um, all right, all right. So hold on. Play. Let's find another one. No, no. Let's name another. Knocking on heaven's door. Ah, oh, too easy. Nice. Damn. <laughs> um, I've done my part now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. All right. You... <laughs> Luckily, I listed the only song ever written about a door. <laughs> door. <laughs> um, okay. Doorway to heaven. Doorway to heaven. <laughs> I think the first a, line of paint it black is about a door that they want to paint black. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you make that happen. You set it to the bedroom. And when you hear music, it does not play from the radio. It is redirected through the Bluetooth all the way to the other side of the house. You hear it blasting from there. And you very faintly 
hear footsteps heading away from you in that direction. Can't put down this manual and go see what all that hubbub is about. I turn it down a little bit because I don't want to like disturb people too much. Just neighbours and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's considerate. You have got Blake's family away, but probably not for very long. Oh, can, can we run? Good, good. Thank you for that. Can we run out and grab the keys to the car? <laughs> Absolutely. No time to waste. You sprint up the other, you open the doorknob and you race down the hallway to the key bowl. Uh, why are there so many keys in here and why do they all look so similar? Why does everything you own belong to the same brand? You hear Blake's father's voice coming back your way and oh, you don't have time to dig through all these keys. Well, I've looked at that door. Now I'm on my way back downstairs. I hope nobody's there. I hope I don't disturb anybody. You just snatch up the whole key bowl and you run back to the garage. Fairly daring to breathe, you listen, you see if you've been noticed, but it seems that you were lucky. The music covered your tracks perfectly. You glance down at the bowl. This is just ridiculous. Even though you've used it a hundred times, you cannot tell at the moment which of these keys belongs to the Long Continental car. And there are far too many to try them all. I try right, whatever. them all. You- <laughs> You can't tell me what to do. You grab a random handful and you look at them closely, seeing if there's some way you can work this out. Maybe you'll get lucky. Car. Car. (laughs) All right, you're going to see an image of some keys. Which of these says car to you? For people at home, you can also see these keys. But now uh, I will give uh, Travis the difficult task of describing a variety of keys. What are you looking at, Travis? There is a variety of keys with different uh, key-related shapes. Um, Yep, they're all keys and they're all different shapes. None of them say car. (laughs) They're all just kind of skeleton keys. They're, They're very reminiscent of some, like, if you ever played The Thief on Skyrim, like when you do the lockpick, <laughs> it's, it's really, that's what you're seeing. All the lines, <laughs> different lengths for each section of the key. <laughs> it's a very old car. <laughs> <laughs> One of these keys says car, but not to me. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm looking at my notes and I'm at the point where I do get to in every kind of puzzle and escape room where I'm like, I feel like I have all of the information I might need to get through mm. this bit, but I can't for the life of me see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what else was on the um, the tool sh- uh, bench? So the workbench, besides the tools that were hanging from the wall and those light bulbs, uh, those light bulbs that had their little circuit breaker attached to them, you had those blueprints, but you could not read those, and a stack of paints. Can I look more closely at the paint? Like, is there more detail on the paint? Yeah, look, you haven't painted anything in forever, but you and Blake bought these back when you had big, colourful renovation plans for this place. Lots of red. There are some tasteful splashes of more neutral colours as well. All of the tins only have superficial differences. Like, obviously, their labels aren't the same. But beyond that, nothing about them really strikes you. Nothing looks odd or out of place, for instance. Can we have, like, a quick look at this circuit breaker on these lights and use all our circuit breaker knowledge to see if we can... Oh, boy, can you. (laughs) ...do something about these dangerous lights, (laughs) because... Yeah. All right, look, normally the most that you do with a circuit breaker is, like, open it up, flick a switch when you've had an overload to make everything suddenly work again. But this circuit breaker is a little bit different. Must be a bit more specialised. 
you open up the box and there's some weird stuff going on. This is not just a switch or two. Instead, what you see are three narrow beams of light shooting across from one side to the other. It seems to be like powering it up. It's almost as if these light bulbs run on their own internal light energy. Uh, clearly, <laughs> technology gotten too advanced for you because you don't understand it. Like, what are those little tilted rectangular indents underneath the passing light beams? You don't know. Uh, but what you think is happening, you think that there are three beams, each one powering up one of the three light bulbs. Can I touch it? <laughs> I want to touch the light. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's light. <laughs> It doesn't feel like it does too much to you. Uh, but if you like fully block it, then yeah, it doesn't reach the other side. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> what to do with this extra bit of information? Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, just uh, if you put like your entire arm in there, you, you aren't sure if it's just in your head. You think you feel a little bit of zappiness in your arm. So it's not necessarily the healthiest thing. But if you then try to turn on the lights, they just do not turn on. Not even a little bit. There's nothing. So on the one hand, great, no sound, no glaring lights that are going to explode. On the other hand, no light. Okay. Mm. So can we uh, attempt to try blocking one light at a time or <laughs> so that we yeah. know that maybe it's only one or two of the lights that are going to explode and one of them's actually... A... <laughs> yeah, so if you if you block just one of the beams of light, then yes, that light bulb does not turn on. Unfortunately, it seems like all three of them are set to absurdly dangerous. Okay. Um, and it's just a like it's a little rectangular hole underneath. Yeah, they're kind of like little slit-sized, small, thin indents that are on a bit of a diagonal there, as you can see in your picture. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Puzzle. And none of the keys look like they fit in the little slits. No, no. Doesn't seem like that's right for it. So Halloween box, not important. <laughs> Christmas mm -hmm. box. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking through in my head, talking through what's going Great on. Great idea. Yeah. Uh, Christmas <laughs> box and fake snow there. Solution's not there. But fake snow instructions, possibly important. Blake's box has the clock on the front with the um, hands not really anywhere with mm -hmm. three digits underneath. All right, well, let's go through the keys. And we can't just try each one because that's... No, ridiculous. this is just a small sample that you're seeing that, if you're lucky, has the right one in it. <laughs> it does, but this is part of a much larger group, so assume that you can't just go through all of them. You have to know the right one. Okay. There's there's two things that you can look at that might help with this. Okay. One is, what do you know about the car? It's cobalt blue, long continental. And there's actually a key that you've seen before that you might have a closer look at. Mm. Oh, our radio key. Is that, is that the one? That's the only key, the right? long continental radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was also a long continental brand. Maybe they got a sort of theme going. So you go back, you take the key out of your radio, and you examine that one to see if it's of any help. Okay. It's a much easier key to describe than a whole pile of keys. Okay, so its tumblers are long, short, long, short, short from the base of the key. <laughs> is this is this Morse code? Are we doing Morse code now? Oh, no. 
goodness, no. Because, <laughs> okay. Oh. Why does this key work with the radio? Come on, Trav, work that brain. <laughs> you got this. Okay. I'm going to grab the three-pronged key on the left-hand side of the key bowl. Why is that? Because radio has five letters in it, and the radio key has five prongs, and the car has three letters. Ooh, any more information about that? Long consonants. They have long consonants. Okay. Hence the long continental car. All the consonants are the long oh prongs. My God. You found the right key. You just wrinkled my brain. My brain. Yes, my <laughs> mind is blown right now. <laughs> but the fact that, like, I also several minutes ago thought, hmm, I wonder if it's the amount of letters. No, that would be stupid. <laughs> that's See, that's the worst thing. That's why you've got to say everything you think, even when you think it's stupid. You've got to say you it because you're me always of this right. earlier. You were like, the clues might be really dumb, and you'll think they're you just dumb. Gotta think, but you just got to think. You just got to say it out loud. <laughs> But yeah, the consonants are long for these long continental keys, and uh, you've got the key for the car. Uh, and all the listeners out there that do anything to do with literature were like, you idiots. I will one? say there is a 100% chance that the first time they saw those keys, there has been a listener who has been going, it's long continental. It's long consonants and it's a car. You idiots. They've done it to me. They've done it to every one of our guests, and now they're doing it to you. <laughs> Well, I just got a rush of dopamine <laughs> going on. Yeah. First, I th let's I open that car. Like we've got through a puzzle. Uh, we gra well, grab the let's key find... and get yep. open the car. Yeah, let's find out if it lasts. Great. You can now unlock the whole car. Awesome. You, if you get inside, you feel nice and safe and cozy, but you're still in the garage, so not quite safe and cozy enough. Okay. Car. Tick. Um, <laughs> all right. Get out of here. I'm going to go back to our box. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Is it? Oh wait. Is there anything in the car that we inside uh, the car? Where do you feel? Where Where do you feel like looking? Like from the driver's seat, you sort of take a look at the back seats, passenger seat, all that stuff. No, the inside of the car is pretty immaculate. Nothing weird. And there's nothing in the glove box or no. Nah. And we don't want to really turn fun. the car on oh. while we're in a locked garage. Yeah, that's locked probably garage. like the last thing that you should do. Um, yep. Okay, cool. We're going to get out of the car. We're going to go to our box. Yeah. Um, the, the car's a really old one. You know how 60s, 50s cars, they're the super leaded monstrosities in the noise they make. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You turn it on, it goes. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> Those are also As the, the car ones does. where I could get into the bonnet. Um, okay, all right. Um, oh, yeah, you can open up the front of the car. You open up the front of the car, and there is probably an engine in there. Sick. <laughs> car stuff. Um, okay, so we're going to go to our box, and we are going to... And do you remember there was a little note that came with those uh, on those locks? Was there? Yeah, and it said that the, don't worry, the oh, password yes. is not hidden. That's right. Lies. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> slight connection there to the hidden gem state yeah. on our um, number plate. I wonder if we can can we go and glance a bit more at our number plate? Maybe kick it quietly. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to kick things. 
grab a screwdriver, take it off to examine it even closer. Uh, yeah, again, that is all of the information that is really on it. Again, the big word engagement, all spelled correctly, as you pointed out, uh, and the hidden gem state. Hidden gem mm. state. Are you only writing that down now? You didn't write that that earlier? I feel like I was, maybe I was writing too many things. <laughs> nope. Word association is very good, so it was good that you wrote them down. So I'm going to put gem into the three-letter lock. I was actually wondering, this might be like a real thing, but what is the hidden gem state? <laughs> oh, no idea. Okay, good. I was like, is, okay. that, is that like the sunshine state, like Queensland? Is there an actual state? <laughs> I mean, it might be in America somewhere. I have oh, no I idea. Hope not. <laughs> I'm assuming there's something about engagement and jam. Okay. So if we put E-N-G-A in the top one, in the four-letter one, and... It clicks open. Okay. Ooh. And E-N-T in the... Three letter one. It also clicks open. <laughs> Wouldn't it be terrible if it didn't? <laughs> oh, that would be horrific. <laughs> yeah, nice. Everything except the gem. So you open the lid and, ah, oh, this is a nice reward. It's all of your memories. Oh, look, it's your little xylophone from when you were nine in the school band. Oh, and it's all your sports ribbons. Oh, and it's your junior microscope with a box of spare glass slides with a couple left inside. You could totally still be a microbiologist if you wanted. Oh, man, you don't know why you ever packed this stuff away. I would like to... Is the xylophone all there and working? Uh, yeah, it is. So much like your memory of primary school xylophones, it's one of those ones where you got the chunky rectangular wooden notes that Blocks. you can yeah blocky bits that you can uh, pull off they come off they're <laughs> detachable if you want uh but yeah it is a full xylophone and it has like does it have the notes written on the blocks or is it just don't go too deep into this rabbit hole i know that alice is in the name of this but you go too far sometimes maybe how many glass <laughs> oh, that's always my problem with these things i'm like <laughs> i'm trying to like go really deep in them and it's like no, no the answer is really right deep. there you never know. How many was there, did you say? Yes. Mm. Okay, so in the box of spare slides, there are two. Uh, there's still one actually attached to the microscope itself as well. Uh, so there's three glass slides that could possibly fit into some slits in a circuit breaker. With they the... do look about the same size. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Can we take those over to the circuit breaker and uh, insert into the slits? Well, you can take two of them, but uh, the one that is in your microscope, it's sort of like bolted in there at the moment. Like it gets fully screwed driven in. Uh, so we'd have to go get a tool off the tool bench. We could take the, <laughs> we could take the microscope tool to the workbench rather than, <laughs> rather than bringing <laughs> the tool. You're the efficient there. side of our brain. <laughs> you go, one of you grab the microscope, one of you grab... Uh, the the screwdriver, and then you can take them both over to the kayaks, and you can do it over there. <laughs> but we're just one person. We're one human. Ah, oh, you got no. long, stretchy arms, though. <laughs> uh, all right, so we we take the microscope over to the workbench, uh, mm -hmm. and Bef wait before we d before okay. we take that glass thing off it. 
we look into the microscope, just in case. That is very fair. Um, you see, you don't need to make microscopic. It up. You don't need to make it up. Just say there's nothing. There. <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Oh, very good idea though. Did I you didn't just rickroll us? Pl- <laughs> she did. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Can't That's a great idea. I don't know why. That. Why didn't I you look didn't in the microscope that when, when play I was testing. doing the playtest? Oh my god! Why think... wouldn't there be something in there? But there's okay. Not. So maybe I've gone too deep. Is what's happening now? You've been. I think that that well. link there will be a rickroll in the comment section now. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. You take it over to the tool bench. You can have a screwdriver. Yeah, there's also a tiny spanner. Or a big hammer. Your choice, really. Something will get the job done. Uh, but <laughs> carefully or uncarefully, you dismantle that microscope and you get that sheet of glass out. And I add one microscope to my character sheet. One <laughs> microscope. Brackets. Broken. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, so we've, so we've put, got... we put all three um, into the circuit breaker slots now. Nice. All right. So, because these are glass, they do not block the light that is going through them. How sciencey are you? What do you expect to happen when you do this? Uh, I'm, are, they, would... are they just clear glass slides? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm expecting it to diffuse the light a little bit. Yeah. So what happens when you have like a super thin thing of glass at a tilted angle like this? It's not even that it splits the light into its little colours and things like a prism does. That would have been helpful. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it... <laughs> It does. What's the word? Displaces it as it Refract comes out the other side. It? I mean, yeah, I guess that's just refraction, isn't it? Yeah. I, why I not? never remember if that's the same as the you displacement thing. Refracting. The light. Yeah. All good. So I'm I, back in. I'm putting. <laughs> I'm back in Travis. It's so all diffused. It comes in. It shoots straight across, and then when it hits the glass slide, it jumps a little bit. It looks like it's jumping up okay. or down. I can't remember how they're angled. So. The light still goes across and goes through the glass, but it's just out of alignment with the sensors on the other side. So they still hit, but only just at the edge, not full on in the center. Okay. So do we now switch on the actual lights? (laughs) You can turn on the actual lights and the effect of what you have done is they are now way less powered up than they were before. They still turn on, but they're a normal bright, not a death bright. Mm. Cool. Okay. So, so far, we haven't done much except manage to make it so we can see better, which is... (laughs) That's a plus. Yeah. One might say an essential plus. Uh, This is like the the escape room equivalent of Wallace and Gromit, where they have those machines that go all around the house and do all this, and then it just, like, butters some toast at the end. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're, you could have just used the they but that's, that's a good setup for later because you know we <laughs> we get Wallace shot in the face. Spoilers, the spoilers! Later. I haven't seen it. <laughs> All right, you can turn the lights on. Cool. I've turned the lights on, in fact. All right, so now we can get a better look at these blueprints. Indeed, you can't say you've ever well looked at these before in your life. It is the blueprints to your house, but how many people need to know the exact dimensions of their house? But, all right, let's see what you got here. Oh, okay. So this doesn't just have the bare skeleton of your house. It's also got little indoor and outdoor touch-ups that you've made while living here. Maybe Blake added this for your own record keeping. Uh, It turns out there are a couple of weird things that you didn't realize. First of all, 
the guys who installed your kayak racks didn't do them according to this plan's recommendations. Uh, you can see why. It was a really bad plan. <laughs> so the recommendations have your kayak pretty much where it is now, but Blake's kayak would be level with it rather than underneath it, sticking out further from the wall so that only the front third of yours could be seen. And the rack itself had big bulky hooks holding the kayak in, so you could only see the back third of Blake's. It was just really awkward, would take up way too much room, and wouldn't be nearly as pretty in showing off the kayaks as the way you've got them. And that's not the only irregularity you see either. There's something here you didn't even know about. Apparently inside one of the bricks, right beside the garage door, there is a concealed secret hidey hole. I go and look at it. <laughs> yeah, you follow the blueprints to where this trick brick apparently is, and you sort of give a little scrabble at it, and it comes loose. Inside, you find a box, much like a small version of that circuit breaker, but stuck into the wall. It is very much stuck in there. You open it up, and you find two indents, each one a few centimeters deep. One shaped like a rectangle, one shaped like a circle. You have no idea what this is until you read a sticker on the inside of the lid. And it says, this is Musical Security Locks, double melodic percussion version. Play that rhythm or your stuff stays hidden. <laughs> okay. What was the, um, what was the, was there shapes, did you say? Yeah, so there are two, like, indents. Okay. Um, maybe about as big, a, a bit smaller than your hands. Uh, one of them is rectangular. And one of them is circular. Okay. Another mystery to solve. Another <laughs> mm. mystery. Okay. So we've got this new circuit breaker that we need to play music to. Um, and we've still got Blake's locked box to get into, which we need the three digits for, which I think we've got the yep. clock mm. for already. So we only had the front third of our kayak and the back third of... And the, mm. the names of the kayaks were, like, painted mm -hmm. along the sides of the kayaks. Yes, evenly spaced out evenly along spaced the sides out. of the kayak. So now you can see the T-E-N of our kayak yes. and the 2-4 of uh, Blake's. So we're going to go over to Blake's box and put 10 mm -hmm. two, 4 in. Huh, you start to do that, but then you go, oh, wait, there's only three digits three here. Three digits. <laughs> that would be four. Okay. Damn. Good call. Ten, ten's not a digit. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on that lock? Ah, uh, the old clock. Yes. Okay, so we put the ten clock at ten minutes to four. All you've got is a three-digit lock. Wait, the clock's just a little picture. Yeah, the clock's just anything. decorative. You can't really All set right, it so to anything. If it was ten minutes... To four on a clock, would it not say like three five zero? Do you want to try that? Yes. <laughs> it works. Oh, it works. You yeah. did it. <laughs> good one, <Nice>. Green. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, good job. All right, Blake's box is open, and in spite of everything, you feel a little bit uncomfortable snooping through their belongings, even though theoretically there should not be anything in here that would surprise you. Because you're supposed to know everything about each other. I you feel dig less around, and less you uncomfortable about it as, as this game has gone on. 
screw it. I'm looking at everything. Uh, look, you dig around, you uncover various bits and pieces from Blake's childhood, stuffed animals, report cards, family photos. Tucked in a corner, you do find one piece of paper that looks a little bit more recent. And you're going to see that. You study it for a moment, and as you do, something else also catches your eye. Something a little strange. It's just one of the family photos. It's of them on holiday. There's a young Blake in front, maybe, I don't know, 10 years old, dressed in beach clothes. And there's younger versions of your future in-laws smiling in the back while packing up the car. Blake's dad is locking a bicycle into the car's boot. All totally normal. Except the car is a cobalt blue long continental. And even though it's angled, you can clearly read the number plate. And it says engagement. But they told you that they just bought the car for you as a gift. Blake never said a word about it being an old family car. And even as an old family car, why would it have an engagement novelty number plate? Not only that, you swear the miles in that car are not high enough for it to have been driven for several years. This is weird. That does not make any sense to you. So you can mull on that, but also take a look at this more recent piece of paper that you found. And for people at home again, you can have a look at this piece of paper yourself. Last one. Ask yourself in the show and look at the piece of paper. Um, okay, we've got... Two circles uh, slightly overlapping each other in the centre. In one of them we have 8, 1 and 4. And in the other we have 9, 5 and 7. And then in the overlapping section in the centre we have 3, 2 and 6. That's in both circles. Uh, Above the circle on the left we have higher. And below the circle on the right we have lower. Both written. Um, And then... Below the circle on the left, we have a double musical note. And above the circle on the right, we have a single musical note, if that's what you call them. Equate they are musical notes. All that matters. That's wonderful. I feel like we need to get Texas on full time to just describe images for people. Oh, they're crystal clear. Crystal clear. Why did I describe that light beams one? That was awful. I like how you guys like it. Well, I can see Travis staring with this look of like, I wouldn't understand what you were saying if I couldn't see this in. <laughs> I, that's, my brain works completely differently. I, mean, I would have called this a Venn diagram, the weirdest Venn diagram I've ever seen. Um, okay. Can we take this piece of paper over to the light with the xylophone? Uh, yeah, sure. What's your plan? Good question. <laughs> If you do look at the xylophone, it just it does all it is is the is the long setup with those rectangular blocks that are inside it. You can pull at them; they come off, they go back on, and if you whack them, they make a fun sound. Okay. A xylophone. How many um how many key blocks are on the xylophone? I don't know how many are on a normal xylophone, but this is a kid xylophone as well. Let's say eight. Well, not that kitty. You were nine. Twenty. Oh, my gosh. That's so many. <laughs> you take things seriously in primary school. Okay. Split the difference. So there's... Fourteen, there's, okay. There's twenty? Or fourteen? Yeah, 20. Yep. Okay. <laughs> there's a number. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm trying to piece together the circles and uh, mm. see how they relate to the keys of the xylophone. Um, and 
I mean, I feel like I'm definitely missing something in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's like it's tempting, right? Because it's clearly musical and you've got this musical instrument. But even if it was referencing individual keys, you'd expect it more to be A, B, C rather than one, two, three. Yeah. yeah every good maybe boy deserves Ray fruit or something. <laughs> yeah. Is that, wasn't that the thing? Yeah. Every good boy deserves fruit. <laughs> or something. <laughs> um. Mm, well, double. I like like the double melodic version, and we have double melodic on the percussion, left. Yeah, percussion. Yeah, <laughs> we do have the double. We have the TT. Or the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on that side. The TT. Can you explain that to me? I'm, I'm no, no, that's me doing childhood thing from like Miss Hennessy's music class, where it was T T T ta. Ticket, ticket. That's so the okay. double is a TT to me. This <laughs> is so. This has just brought me back to primary school. It's, everybody did it exactly. It's ridiculous. Ticket, ticket, tata. I can't believe you're name dropping Miss Hennessy. She's going to be so excited. Uh, oh, she might be listening. All right. Okay. So that's nothing. Let's just forget about ticket, ticket, tata, TT. Um, all right. One, eight, four. Five nine seven, three two six. Hmm. Higher, lower, and there's the indents, the rectangle and the circle, circle. and rectangle. Mm. There's one other thing that you found next to that music note. We all got caught oh, up yeah, in this back music in note. Blake's box. Remember that picture that was kind of odd? They had a. Uh, it looked like it was the same car, but they were putting a bicycle in the in the in the boot of the car. That's the trunk for our American listeners. Uh, <laughs> That did strike you as odd, but it also reminded you of something, which is that you were trying to search the car before, and you had a good, clear look inside. But you didn't did find anything inside the look car. Look in the boot. <laughs> so, Indeed. Yeah. Let's go have a look in the trunk slash boot of this you car. You opened up the bonnet, you checked the engine, you checked the oil levels. <laughs> not the boot. When you look at the car, you search the chair well, you're yeah. sitting on, the glove we box. We thought Continentals were like a Porsche, yeah, and the boot was the, in the front. <laughs> Obviously. Exactly. That's all. <laughs> the Continental has the the biggest uh, trunk compartment of any American car. It's a it classic. Uh, and this uh, one's a long one. It's twice as big. <laughs> you use the same key, you open up the boot, and sure enough, just like in that photo, there is a bicycle inside. And there is no doubt it is the same bicycle. What the hell does that mean? You try to lift it up to get it out, but you see that there's a bike lock looped through the handlebars and the inside wall sort of thing of the car, so it won't come out without its own key. Is there any chance you've already found a key to a bicycle? And in fact, you take a look at like the branding written on the bike, it says LC on it. Oh, oh no, okay, alright. <laughs> I'm going back to the key uh, bowl. Oh man, a double dipping puzzle. <laughs> uh, and I think I guess we're looking for long, short, long, short. Oh, it's a bicycle. Oh, okay. We're looking for. Oh, <laughs> gotta say it. We're not gonna give it to you. You say the whole thick key. <laughs> okay. This is this is going back to whether Y's are consonants or vowels in in this universe. <laughs> Uh, I, I pick up the one that's long, short, long, 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 short. It works. Well done. <laughs> the key turns in the bike lock 
Good thing all vehicles and accessories in this household are made by the same brand. You haul the bike out and examine it. Yeah, this doesn't look old enough to be from Blake's childhood. The seat and the tires aren't worn down at all. The big round bell on the handlebars is still as shiny as if it was brand new. Something is strange here. Someone is not telling the truth about something. Okay, so we've got a bicycle bell, uh, we've got a xylophone, and we've got this mm. uh, music sheet um, kind of thing. This music yes. puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I'm going to ring the bell on the bicycle softly. Yeah, as soft as you can, so you don't even get a ding ding, you just get a I don't know if you heard that, but that was it. Uh, our, our noise gate is going to get that yeah. out. I'll, I'll add a small ding in post. It better be really small. This garage is echoey. No, I'll just make the first ding real big. Oh. It's small by comparison. <laughs> Tex, are we missing anything else? Is there anything else on the bike? Nope, that's it. Okay. Mm. Yeah, the thing we're missing is something to possibly go into these little slots in the uh, concealed hidey hole mm -hmm. yep. with the musical lock. Yeah. A musical lock and you need a circle and a rectangle. So the xylophone bars are mm -hmm. rectangles. So I'm going to pull one of those off and then I'm going to take the bike over to the workbench and I'm going to pull the round bell off that and then I'm going to take them back to the lockbox and... Insert them into the thing. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, no one could ever argue that those aren't melodic percussion devices. That's 100% what they are. You take the best-fitting xylophone note, you take that bell, and you stick them in there. They fit perfectly. Now, apparently, you just have to play that rhythm or your stuff stays hidden. <laughs> okay, so I play that... I, I got to play that rhythm. I play that rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> what is that rhythm? Oh, so... Something to do with these numbers. <laughs> so, okay. Higher and lower. High note would be higher. I'm, I'm going music, like in the high note would be obviously higher and the low note would be lower. Yeah, fair enough. And the middle notes are played at the same time. Okay, because I read music, and this is super confusing. It, it won't help. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, all right. So, all right. So, I am assuming that the numbers in the circles that cross over is how many times to play each thing. What? Okay, Tex. What if we add the numbers together? So, on, I'm going to play them both at the same time. Then I'm going to play. You will not need to do that, don't worry. What were your thoughts with that, though? Uh, again... To play them both at the same time because that's the total lowest number in the middle and then the left is the next lowest total and then the right mm. is the the highest. Ah, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. This That is really simple and my gosh. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Let's see, let's see if we're all on the same page before <laughs> the, the, we go yeah, too far into that. The worst thing is, oh, I'm an idiot. I've got it now. And then saying something we completely wrong. We have had wrong. that before. It was very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay to be upset. I'm, all right. I'm going to play the left thing first, which I'm going to I'm gonna say the xylophone's on the left and the bell is on the right. All right. Or, uh, why are you Cool. All right. Why are you going with the left one? Uh, because it's or number the, one. Hmm. Ah, okay. And so 
Yeah. Now, uh, I will say you can actually recognize before you even play anything, the xylophone note that you picked out was one of the bigger blocks, meaning it was actually one of the lowest notes on the xylophone. Good call. Good call. Good to know. And that bell, if you think about the sort of note a bell might make. All right. So I'm going to play the bell first, then I'm going to play them both together, then I'm going to play them both together, then I'm going to play the bell, (laughs) then I'm going to play the xylophone, (laughs) then I'm going to play them both together, then I'm going to play the xylophone, then I'm going to play the bell, then I'm going to play the xylophone. (laughs) Play the violin. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's you know, where the circles match up with the highs and lows and just going from one to nine where they're positioned. Awesome. All right. You get ready to start hitting. But as you get close to the bell, you realize something. As your hand goes in, the little thing that you're, I assume you've got one of the xylophone mallets that you are going to whack them with. You assume punching them probably wouldn't help. (laughs) You accidentally brush the side of this little metal box And even that teeny tiny brush is loud. It echoes like a monster thing. So you freeze in place. You have no idea how loudly these instrument pieces are going to be when you actually hit them. And not only that, you don't know what is going to happen when you finish playing this song. You don't know if you're gonna unlock something. It might be a backup for the garage door itself the garage door might just start to really loudly pull itself open. Blake's family will hear you for sure if that happens. If you just start whacking things and it echoes loudly, it doesn't matter how much music you had blasting through your bedroom before. You pulled the key out of the radio earlier anyway. Um, They have probably realized that all of that was a decoy and you're somewhere else. They will hear you for sure. They will come running. So before you do any music playing, Is there some way that you can guarantee that they cannot hear you or get to you before you get started? Because at the moment, that one door to the rest of the house, I mean, that's not going to hold in too much sound and it's definitely not going to hold back any people. Oh, well, I was thinking this is where we're going to need some, you know, fake snow to maybe block up a door. But have we found any, like, (laughs) have we found the solvent yet? (laughs) Yeah, have you Not found solvent. any weird chemicals? We need we needed binder and <laughs> mm. yeah, and maybe water. Have we found we any find weird that? chemicals? <laughs> no. Wait, what's paint? <laughs> paint is indeed weird chemicals. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. You you, you you take it from here, Tex. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess we take some paint and uh, yeah Christmas. okay so you go over to those paints and you take a look at them very specifically uh, you don't recognize most of the ingredient names on them but you mm. focus on words that you do know and you do see some of them are water-based paint and they slosh around inside their tins then you see that all of the red paints have the words now with extra linseed oil for binding and then you find one tin that well all of its all its label says is industrial solvent well, I mean, we want to make some sticky foam or something to lock this. Oh, wait, there's no lock on the door to the garage. Will be once you put some sticky foam on it. <laughs> but we could put sticky foam along the bottom of the door. Mm. That would block it. I keep thinking block the door, but we could probably use this to make something that would dim sound as well. I yeah, mean, possibly. last time you used this stuff, it engulfed your entire Christmas tree. You could cover the entire door if you wanted. You don't have to be picky. 
<laughs> I would like to cover the entire door with the sticky stuff. I would also like to take the kayaks off the thing and wedge them against the door. Ah, I <laughs> oh, love it. Shit. I mean, yeah, that's... I thought we could just, like... There's a, there's a whole box of this snow. We could cover the entire yep. walls with it. We're, we're making a soundproof totally. sound podcasting fun. garage. Yeah. <laughs> This is the treatment you need. Why don't we have fake snow in our studio? <laughs> All right. So you take this box, you open up some paints, you get chemical, you, you start mixing. It's the opposite of let's get physical. Yes. <laughs> Science. You get chemical, chemical. Chemical. Okay, that's terrible. All right. All right. What are you pouring into this fake snow? The linseed oil. Heaps of the linseed oil paint. It gets sticky as. Still not very big, though. So I'm going to add some more water and make it foamy. And foamy. Oh, yeah. It fizzes. It starts to blow up. It is barely contained in its box at this stage. It is just expanding, expanding. So you rush over to the door and like, it's already clinging to your clothes a little bit. You just have to like hurl it at the door. And I stick the kayak to it as well. I would, I would like that on the record, please. <laughs> this is also this is also where we grab the uh, the saw mask and put that on just for the fumes that are probably rising up from this. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, we this, should probably this wear a mask. enclosed space that we're in now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we've just blocked ourselves in, so all the vapors are in this room. Yeah, definitely Fantastic. putting the mask on. Yeah. All right. So dragging kayaks in front of the door is a bit loud, but hey, maybe that's okay now. And even, even so, how are they going to get to you if they can hear you? So, fantastic. You give the doorknob a little test. Doesn't move. Doesn't open at all. And, yeah, you can definitely hear a difference in the garage's acoustics already. You've done <laughs> great. The acoustics. <laughs> uh, okay. And then I run, and then we run back to the, with our really long legs and super long arms, and we play the xylophone and the bell in the correct order. That we discussed nice. earlier. Absolutely. <laughs> bell, both, both, bell, xylophone, both, xylophone, bell, xylophone. Woo! Look, you won't say it's the greatest musical performance of your life. You were pretty good at the xylophone back in the day, so. <laughs> but you hammer out the notes in the right order, and you're quite certain that nobody in the house can hear you through that foam. And when you hit the final note, the garage door doesn't go up, but a little panel inside the box pops open, and inside is a key. Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> this oh, key no. is different from the long continental ones. There is <laughs> nothing to read on it. There's nothing to read on it? <laughs> and we use this key in the double, in the roller door garage, because it's locked, right? Yeah. yeah so we just use it in the garage. And when we manually lift the door up quietly, is that? <laughs> Pretty quietly. Look, you turn the key, it works on the garage door. You found the garage door key. You've done it. You slowly lift the garage door. It's been so long since you've had to do this, but it's still a garage door. It doesn't get heavier over time. The only hard part is keeping totally quiet because the door has a bad rattle. What's doing that? There's something half stuck in the rolling mechanism at the top. So you roll the door back down a little bit and there, the, the stuck thing comes loose. It's a little funny piece of plastic. Ooh. Oh, look at this. Look at this little piece of plastic. That's not a triangle. It's not a triangle at all. It's a parallelogram. Mm. Oh, yeah. No idea what that came off. Whatever. You stick it in your pocket unconcerned and you get the door all the way up. No sign from inside that you've been noticed. Your soundproofing must have worked. Now you're ready to jump in the car. 
it'd be great if they didn't hear this part either, but eh, you know what? If they hear you now, it'll be too late to catch you. The garage door's open. You can just race off. So you hop in, you start up the engine, and you back out. And for the first time all day, you feel truly relieved. You're not entirely sure where you're going to go. Eh, just around the block a few times, maybe. But as soon as you get some time to think, it'll all be okay. You can come back, give Blake a hug, have the dinner that you were supposed to have. Everything will be back to normal. You hope. As you reach the road, in your rearview mirror, you spot Blake and the in-laws stepping onto the front doorstep. So they did hear the car. Blake's parents look baffled. But Blake's expression is something else. It's more like panicked, thunderstruck even. And you see Blake take out their phone and rapidly press the screen and lift the phone to their ear to make a call. You don't know who they're contacting. You do not know why calling someone was their first instinct. You do not like it. <laughs> 